Section 8 of Iola Leroy, or Shadows Uplifted. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James K. White. Iola Leroy, or Shadows Uplifted. By Francis E. W. Harper. Chapter 8 the mystified doctor colonel said dr gresham to colonel robinson the commander of the post i am perfectly mystified by miss leroy what is the matter with her asked colonel robinson is she not faithful to her duties and obedient to your directions faithful is not the word to express her tireless energy and devotion to her work responded dr gresham she must have been a born nurse to put such enthusiasm into her work. Why, doctor, what is the matter with you? You talk like a lover. A faint flush rose to the cheek of Dr. Gresham as he smiled and said, Oh, come now, Colonel, can't a man praise a woman without being in love with her? Of course he can, said Colonel Robinson. But I know where such admiration is apt to lead. I've been there myself. But, doctor, had you not better defer your love-making till you're out of the woods? I assure you, Colonel, I am not thinking of love or courtship. That is the business of the drawing-room, and not of the camp. But she did mystify me last night. How so? asked Colonel Robinson. When Tom was dying, responded the doctor, I saw that beautiful and refined young lady bend over and kiss him. When she found that he was dead, she just cried as if her heart was breaking. Well, that was a new thing to me. I can eat with colored people, walk, talk, and fight with them, but kissing them is something I don't hanker after. And yet you saw Miss Leroy do it? Yes, and that puzzles me. She is one of the most refined and ladylike women I ever saw. I hear she is a refugee but she does not look like the other refugees who have come to our camp. Her accent is slightly southern, but her manner is northern. She is self-respecting without being supercilious, quiet without being dull. Her voice is low and sweet, yet at times there are tones of such passionate tenderness in it that you would think some great sorrow has darkened and overshadowed her life. Without being the least gloomy, her face at times is pervaded by an air of inexpressible sadness. I sometimes watch her when she is not aware that I am looking at her, and it seems as if a whole volume was depicted on her countenance. When she smiles, there is a longing in her eyes which is never satisfied. I cannot understand how a southern lady whose education and manners stamp her as a woman of fine culture and good breeding could consent to occupy the position she so faithfully holds. It is a mystery I cannot solve. Can you? I think I can, answered Colonel Robinson. Will you tell me? queried the doctor. Yes, on one condition. What is it? Everlasting silence. I promise, said the doctor. THE SECRET BETWEEN US SHALL BE AS DEEP AS THE SEA. 
she has not requested secrecy but at present for her sake i do not wish the secret revealed miss leroy was a slave oh no said dr gresham starting to his feet it can't be so a woman as white as she a slave yes it is so continued the colonel in these states the child follows the condition of its mother this beautiful and accomplished girl was held by one of the worst rebels in town tom told me of it and i issued orders for her release well well is that so said dr grisham thoughtfully stroking his beard wonders will never cease why i was just beginning to think seriously of her what's to hinder your continuing to think asked colonel robinson what you tell me changes the whole complexion of affairs replied the doctor if that be so i am glad i told you before you got head over heels in love yes said dr grisham absently dr gresham was a member of a wealthy and aristocratic family proud of its lineage which it could trace through generations of good blood to its ancestral isle he had become deeply interested in iola before he had heard her story but after it had been revealed to him he tried to banish her from his mind but his constant observation of her only increased his interest and admiration the deep pathos of her story the tenderness of her ministrations bestowed alike on black and white and the sad loneliness of her condition awakened within him a desire to defend and protect her all through her future life the fierce clashing of war had not taken all the romance out of his nature in iola he saw realized his ideal of the woman whom he was willing to marry a woman tender strong and courageous and rescued only by the strong arm of his government from a fate worse than death she was young in years but old in sorrow one whom a sad destiny had changed from a light-hearted girl to a heroic woman as he observed her he detected an undertone of sorrow in her most cheerful words and observed a quick flushing and sudden paling of her cheek as if she were living over scenes that were thrilling her soul with indignation or chilling her heart with horror as nurse and physician iola and dr gresham were constantly thrown together his friends sent him magazines and books which he gladly shared with her the hospital was a sad place mangled forms stricken down in the flush of their prime and energy pale young corpses sacrificed on the altar of slavery constantly drained on her sympathies dr gresham was glad to have some reading matter which might divert her mind from the memories of her mournful past and also furnish them both with interesting themes of conversation in their moments of relaxation from the harrowing scenes through which they were constantly passing without any effort or consciousness on her part his friendship ripened into love to him her presence was a pleasure her absence a privation and her loneliness drew deeply upon his sympathy he would have merited his own self-contempt if by word or deed he had done anything to take advantage of her situation all the manhood and chivalry of his nature rose in her behalf and after carefully revolving the matter he resolved to win her for his bride 
bury her secret in his northern home, and hide from his aristocratic relations all knowledge of her mournful past. One day he said to Iola, This hospital life is telling on you. Your strength is failing, and although you possess a wonderful amount of physical endurance, you must not forget that saints have bodies and dwell in tabernacles of clay, just the same as we common mortals. Compliments aside, she said, smiling. What are you driving at, doctor? I mean, he replied, that you are running down, and if you do not quit and take some rest, you will be our patient instead of our nurse. You'd better take a furlough, go north, and return after the first frost. Doctor, if that is your only remedy, replied Iola, I am afraid that I am destined to die at my post. I have no special friends in the north, and no home but this in the south. I am homeless and alone. There was something so sad, almost despairing in her tones, in the drooping of her head and the quivering of her lip, that they stirred Dr. Gresham's heart with sudden pity. And drawing nearer to her, he said, Miss Leroy, you need not be all alone. Let me claim the privilege of making your life bright and happy. Iola, I have loved you ever since I have seen your devotion to our poor sick boys. How faithfully you, a young and gracious girl, have stood at your post and performed your duties. And now I ask, will you not permit me to clasp hands with you for life? I do not ask for a hasty reply. Give yourself time to think over what I have proposed. End of section 8 Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista.